Hello, this is Salil from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 28th of February. India recorded 8,030 new COVID-19 cases and 119 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 4,29,000, while the death toll has crossed 5,13,000. Currently there are over 1,2000 active coronavirus cases in the country. The number of new COVID-19 cases have remained less than 1,00,000 for 22 consecutive days. So far, India has administered over 177.5 crore COVID-19 vaccine doses in the country. Indians being evacuated from Ukraine will be exempted from mandatory requirements like vaccination certifications and a negative RT-PCR test before boarding. According to the Financial Express, the Union Ministry of Health permitted the exemptions on humanitarian grounds. Those being evacuated will also be exempt from uploading documents before the departure on the Air Suvidha portal. A modeling study by researchers at the Indian Institute of Technology Kanpur has suggested that the fourth wave of the COVID-19 pandemic in India may start around June 22nd and peak from mid to late August, the NDTV has reported. The study led by Sabhara Prashad Rajesh Bhai, Shubhra Shankar Dhar and Shalab of IIT Kanpur's Department of Mathematics and Statistics shows that the severity of the fourth wave will depend on the emergence of a possible new coronavirus variant and the status of vaccination across our country. Globally, the coronavirus has infected over 435 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.94 million. Three students of a government women's pre-university college in Odupi were allegedly stopped from giving their practical examinations today. Of the six students who have moved the petition in the High Court for the hijab row, three of them, namely Almas A.H., Hazra Shifa and Bibi Aisha, arrived in the college today wearing a hijab to appear for the practical examination. However, Principal Rudre Gowda did not allow them to enter the exam center wearing the hijab citing the interim order of the high court. The students had to then return home. Speaking to the Indian Express, one of the students who was stopped from giving her examination said that she had gone to the college to attend her physics practical exam. The lecturer however told her that she would only let her carry on if she removed her hijab and then sent her to the principal who threatened to file a police complaint. She said and I quote the practical examination including internals is for 30 marks and the written examination will be for 70 marks if we do not attend the practicals it means that we will be ineligible to attend the written examinations unquote the principal of the college has however denied the allegations against him he has said that he was trying to explain students the need to follow the interim order of the high court It was the students who opted to return home without appearing for the examinations. The agitating students at the Government PU College in Udupi had earlier appealed to the government to postpone the pre-university practical examinations until the Karnataka High Court announced its final judgment on the hijab row. They met the deputy director of PU Education and submitted a memorandum regarding the same on February 23rd. However, their demands were not entertained. Voting took place in phase 1 of the ongoing assembly elections in Manipur today. Phase 1 covers 38 of Manipur's 60 seats. 
29 seats are in the Valley District of Imphal West, Imphal East and Bishnupur. The remaining 9 constituencies are in the hilly districts of Kangpokpi, Churanchandpur and Fairswal. A voter turnout of 48.88% was recorded till 1 p.m. today. According to NDTV, sporadic incidents of violence were reported from the state. At least one person was injured during a clash between two parties in the Churanchandpur district. An EVM that was damaged was later replaced. In Langthabal constituency in Imphal West, workers allegedly from the Congress party vandalized the polling booth, the NDTV reported. In Kierao, a vehicle belonging to a candidate from the National People's Party was damaged. According to PTI, a havildar of the 8th Manipur Rifles who was deployed for election duty was found dead in the Fairzol district this morning. While details of the death are unclear, the police have registered a case. Phase 2 of the Manipur elections will take place on March 5th. The results will be declared on March 10th. A feature peculiar to politics in Manipur is that ideology counts for very little. The tendency of politicians in northeast India to support whichever party is in power in Delhi because that is where government funds come from means that the BJP will have an advantage even if they finish second as they did last time. This is what Samrat X wrote for News Laundry in his report titled A Divided House Why Manipur Might See the Rise of a New Chief Minister. You can check out Samrat's piece on our website and also the rest of our election coverage. Our work is powered by those who contributed to our NL Sena project and if you like what you see you can contribute as well. To do this you simply have to head over to newslaundry.com and click on the Sena tab to see our ongoing projects. You can be a contributor by paying as little as rupees 1000. Help keep the spirit of independent news alive. Subscribe to newslaundry.com. The Delhi High Court today issued notices to several politicians including Congress leaders Sonia Gandhi, Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi Vadra in response to a request to include them as respondents in a petition filed against them for allegedly making hate speeches prior to the 2020 Northeast Delhi riots. Similar notices were also issued to Manish Sisodia, Amanatullah Khan, Varis Pathan, Akbaruddin Owaisi, Mahmood Pracha, Harsh Mandir and actor Swara Bhaskar. The court said that it considered it appropriate to issue notices to the individuals to allow them to clarify whether they ought to be impleaded as party respondents in the writ petition. Meanwhile, the court has also issued notices to leaders from the incumbent party, namely Kapil Mishra, Anurag Thakur, Parvesh Verma, and Abhay Verma, in connection with another plea that seeks to implicate them as respondents in a separate petition that seeks an FIR against them for inciting the Northeast Delhi riots that took place in 2020. Madhavi Puri Booch. has been appointed as the chairperson of the Securities Exchange Board of India money control reported today she will be the first woman to lead the market regulatory body after the incumbent chairperson ajay tyagi's term ends today madhavi puri booch a former sebi whole time member was previously nominated to lead the market regulators new technology committee Booch was the first woman to serve as SEBI's whole-time member as well as the first person from the private sector. 
She began her career at ICICI Bank before moving on to ICICI Securities as MD and CEO from February 2009 to May 2011. She then moved to Singapore in 2011 to work for Greater Pacific Capital LLP. Candidates for the chairperson position are shortlisted by the Financial Sector Regulatory Appointment Search Committee which is chaired by the cabinet secretary as part of the process for appointing regulators. This committee then recommends a name to the prime minister's cabinet for appointments based on their interactions. The Indian Express has reported today that Prime Minister Narendra Modi while chairing a meeting on the Ukraine crisis today has decided to send four union ministers to Poland and Romania to oversee the evacuation of thousands of Indians including students who are still stuck there. The Union Minister for Housing and Urban Affairs Mr Hardeep Singh Puri, the Minister of Law and Justice Kiran Rijiju, the Civil Aviation Minister Jyoti Rao Sindhya and the minister of state for road transport and highways and civil aviation general vk singh are the ones who will be heading out soon and will be visiting as special envoys of the indian government sources told the indian express all four ministers have been given responsibilities of different countries sources have told the indian express that jyotira sindhya will oversee the evacuation in romania and moldova Kiran Rijiju will manage the evacuation in Slovakia, Hardeep Singh Puri in Hungary, and General VK Singh will oversee the returnees in Poland. Indian students who were evacuated from Ukraine arrived in New Delhi today morning, the NDTV reported. The student returnees have alleged that Indian nationals are being discriminated against by the Ukraine authorities as they are trying to flee the country. One of the students Praveen Kumar told NDTV that Indians and Nigerians are not being allowed to cross over the border. He said and I quote, the Ukrainian authorities are allowing their own people but not us. Unquote. He further added that they had to walk for about 15 kilometers to reach the border. Another student Shubham Kumar told NDTV that there is a lot of uncertainty and confusion over the evacuation process. He said that there are several more Indians still stranded in Ukraine who are facing a problem crossing the border. He also claimed that students are also being harassed and being beaten by Ukrainian guards at the Poland border. Hoping for an escape from the war, Indian students have been sleeping in parks in temperatures below minus 4 degrees at the border checkpoints. Many have made desperate appeals for help. sharing photos and videos on social media requesting the indian government to put an end to their ordeal news laundry reporter supriti david got in touch with one such student mohammad afridi shoaib a student at a medical university in ukraine who took the arduous journey of crossing the romania border there were over 800 students who had been waiting for almost two days he said there were three gates two for people on foot and one for those in cars All the gates had huge crowds of people in front of them. Some students clung on to the trucks crossing the border to have a chance at escaping this war zone. These were the kinds of risks that the students were willing to take, he added. You can read the full story titled From Venezia to Bucharest: An Indian Student's Journey Out of a War Zone only on newslaundry.com. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. 
the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, 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 oh,